You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Hey, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it? It's a faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who? A fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. Who are you? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that again. Bit of adrenaline, dash of outrage, and a hint of panic knitted my brain back together. I know exactly who I am. I'm the Doctor. Sorting out fair play throughout the universe. Now, please, get off this planet. While you still have a choice. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Earth Station Who, and we are back, and we are here to talk all about Praxius. And the Doctor and Fam, or companions, whatever you want to call them, are basically in current Earth once again, but this time on a pretty awesome adventure that separates them all across the face of the Earth, and trying to find a missing astronaut a reason why the birds are going crazy and some missing hikers. So it should be very interesting to talk about. And we got a great crew to talk all about it. Of course, Mary Ogle's here. Hi, everybody. It is great to be here. Great to have you here, too. It's awesome to be able to talk to somebody (laughs) behind the scenes. Zoom has been giving us crap load of trouble this week. (laughs) Come on, Zoom. Exactly. And of course, Mr. Mike Gordon is here, too. Howdy. How are you this week, sir? Peachy keen. So now that we're at the halfway point, we're past the halfway point. Does that mean the uh, show is all downhill from here? Oh, don't don't say that. Yeah, don't don't, don't, don't jinx us. Don't jinx it. Don't do a chibnall on us. Come on. Yeah, especially since the final two parter is all chibnall. All chibnall. Yes. This was it's... only this was only part chibnall tonight. Exactly. Right. But it's also part kablam. So there you go. So it, it'll be interesting to talk all about this one. And we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Please write us at earthstationwho at esonetwork.com. Definitely would love to, to hear what you guys thought of this one. Uh, we got a lot of different things going on with, you know, Doctor Who this week. There isn't really any new Doctor Who news. So, you know, let's jump in with both feet and let's talk all about Praxius. Hey! Don't touch it. Something's wrong with the birds. Did the ESA send you? ESA? To find their missing astronaut. You're missing persons, an astronaut. There's a connection between all these things. I just... Oh, I just can't see it yet. Between what things? A missing submarine, a dead naval officer off the coast of Madagascar, birds going haywire in Peru, an active alien tech in Hong Kong. This is not an ordinary day. No, very not ordinary. Where the hell are we? Follow me. What's to do? Count those in. It's smart, it's relentless, and it knows you're onto it. This one, actually, I'll start off. They were political, but it was not hammering it over the head like they did with that wonderful Doctor on Vacation story a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Our favorite. I'm not naming the name of the episode because that's how <laughs> I think it's banned from this, this, ser- this show from now on. 
We will not name that one anymore. The episode that shall not be named. Exactly. So I think it's cool that, you know, Doctor Who is being socially aware. And, I, you know, Doctor Who has always been very open, especially since the series has come back with same-sex relationships and stuff like that. But I really think over the last probably two, three years, it's gotten very social also with, you know, it's always talked about politics and it's behind the scenes and stuff, but they're getting more and more into environmental issues and such like that. And they touched on that a lot tonight in this episode. Yeah, they did it in a, in a, a great way too, in a, in a way that, that was provocative and, and still entertaining to watch, but, uh, but also really got the message across and, and didn't, didn't hit you over the head with it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I thought, you know, I thought it was really neat how they tied it in, you know, with an alien virus and, you know, and then, you know, attaching to the birds because, and it was just really interesting. And as they said in The Graduate, plastics, plastics are our future. <laughs> so it was kind of interesting to see. I do think that, uh, I don't know. I mean, there was no subtlety with the social message here. Not at all. I mean, my head's not like in pain from being hit over the head, but, um, but I, I will say it wasn't really that subtle. Um, and the plot kind of reminded me of, you know, like uh, Star Trek, uh, which one is it for with the whales, right? It's like, oh, there's this alien coming to like, so we need to take care of the environment more like that. And that's cool. I appreciate the message, but um, I thought it was, kind of simplistic and um, uh, I don't know, kind of crazy, but I, I overall liked it. And I will say, here's what I liked about it. I love, I'll say it. I love the, just because there's not really much else we have to compare it to. That's good. We, I love the use of the companions in this. Like the, the companions were actually useful and well choreographed as far as who was where. No, I agree completely. I think this was the first time in the, you know, basically the era of Doctor Who we're in right now with the three companions that they were used well. Yeah, I felt like I felt that way, too, that this may be the first episode where all three of them were used well. Yeah, because you had things going on in, you know, three or four different locations. So you got a chance for them to spread out. And first off, I noticed, you know, when they split up initially, and it was Yaz and Graham together. I really liked that. I was like, I don't think we've seen Yaz and Graham team up before like this. And I really liked that dynamic. Mm-hmm. No, agree. Agree with that. And it was nice to see Ryan on his own being somewhat mature and responsible. You know, in the past, it's always been, he's been, yeah, I don't really know what to do. I might hurt myself or I might fall or, you know, whatever. This time he's like, don't touch that bird, you know, that type of thing. And he's taking charge. I thought it was yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, it was nice to see that it, it felt like they'd actually learned something from all the traveling they've done with the doctor. It had changed them. And that's that's the way it should be. And I was, I was really happy to see that portrayed. He actually seemed semi-competent. Hmm? <laughs> Well, and that's the great thing about, you know, hopefully this is a growth we're finally seeing and a proper way to write the companions, you know, especially (laughs) if, you know, they were able to, you know, 
succeed in their missions. And it was pretty awesome. You know, I love Yaz actually stood out for me in this one. And, you know, she went off and did the teleporter with the, with the blogger and, you know, I don't know where we're going. And, you know, they just checked it out and, Oh, we're still alive. You know, that type of thing. And she thought she had discovered an alien planet. It was so sad for her, <laughs> but it was pretty awesome to see. And, you know, Graham, you know, Graham was Graham, but he was still, he wasn't overbearing. And yeah. He was, didn't take over or anything. He just, he had his his part in the story and, and and he did that and he did it well, but he wasn't, he wasn't the central focus. He wasn't, you know, the one in command instead of the doctor. So that, you know, I thought he was used well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, you know, I think they're starting to figure out, well, at least in this episode, it seems like they've got a, an idea on what each one of their strengths are. And, you know, I think Graham, when used correctly, he's the heart of the show. Um, um, while the doctor's off doing what she's doing, you know, Graham's there kind of taking care of the, I don't know, I don't want to say collateral damage, but sort of like, you know, the, the more emotional things that uh, she, she doesn't just have time for. Right. So I think that works to an extent. Um, And then, you know, Yaz being uh, the, the woman of action was just really refreshing. I don't, I think this is the most daring thing I've seen her do since she's been introduced. And that actually makes sense because when she was first introduced to us, it was at the, as this police intern who was, you know, su- supposed to be very independent and mm-hmm. out on, you know, and wanting to break away from her family ties and wanting, you know, to be this real go-getter. And then they just let that drop. <laughs> <laughs> and so finally we're seeing what I think she should have been all along. So yeah, that was lovely to see. Mm-hmm. Her being, you know, a police officer like that, she should almost be like a natural born leader for the two others who are civilians. Type yeah, thing. and she should be the one that's like, you know, a little bit more skeptical, um, maybe a tad more procedural, uh, but she should be the detective of the bunch. You know, she should be the one that like looks at things and is like, I don't know. And that's kind of the, the impression that I got from her here. Um, I liked her, you know, I think this is a, a great uh, continuation of uh, her role in the Tesla episode as well. Agreed. Agreed, because she, she signed a lot in that one, too. Yeah. Last week's not so as much, but if she wasn't weak or anything. She was just babysat by Jack. Well, all three of them. Were yeah. Just, yeah, they all, were, all, yeah, them all were. three of them were taken out, like, of the of the story last week. And it just, yeah, that was, that was... <laughs> not ideal but um but and then the ryan stuff i felt was a continuation from you know the the sort of episode that uh you know you didn't want to mention uh you know but um you know ryan on his own you know with a with a uh, i don't know um i don't want to say like you know whatever not a love interest but just sort of a that, that dynamic you know mm-hmm. yeah agreed so, yeah, they definitely had, you know, their moment in this one. And I think that was what was What did awesome you think about, about the pacing, how they were ping-ponging back and forth between scenes? Because they were going all over the place. Yeah, they were. It was kind of frantic. Um, you know, the commercials broke it up, um, you know, because you have to... I, mean, I don't know how it is if you guys were watching it with commercials, but, you know, even even 
even fast forwarding, it takes a little bit of a break. So you get a break between all those. So actually, I think I kind of appreciated that. I hate to say that. <laughs> no, this one actually moved, jumped really quickly. From the very first scene, it jumped. Yeah, I mean, it just jumps all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I couldn't quite figure out why they were in Hong Kong. Right. I mean, what was the point of that, really? Yeah, well, I think the point was, it's like, hey, we're going to go, we're going to, the pace of this is going to be so fast, you're not going to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, when I did, at the end of it, I'm like, okay, there's probably a lot of plot holes here, but right. I didn't I, care because it was kind of, it was a fun ride. I mean, we do know from the last episode that there's three spots that are affected or that she's uh, of noting, right? So they, she sends, you know, Ryan to one, uh, Yaz and Graham to the other, and she goes to the third one. So that's why, you know, um, but so it's kind of explained, but. Yeah, I, but I, I, I mean, I get that. I just didn't get why, why the aliens would want to experiment in on him in Hong Kong. No, I don't. Why not just take him down? Because Doctor Take him Who. to the lab or take him to the ship. <laughs> because Doctor Who, Mary. We haven't, we, haven't used, we haven't used that explanation used in a that. while. You're right. These, <laughs> these villains time. have seen too many James Bond movies. Don't, That's why. Don't start pulling at threads. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole jumper will just come unraveled. Um, uh Look, I, you know, and that's the thing, you know, I mean, as far as the aliens goes and the, the reveal, like the, uh, that, uh, uh, what's her name? Suki was working with them and all that. It's supposed to be a big surprise or whatever. I just, to be honest, I didn't care. Like it's revealed that she's like not who she says she is or whatever. I just, I didn't really like get that involved. And she's you know, always I mean, a sucker for a scientist i love that line yeah. <laughs> the, the creatures didn't make sense to me um i haven't really sat and thought about them because i didn't feel like they were they they thought about them too much they were just a tool um uh for for the use of the plot and everything like that i mean the real the real message of this is all about microplastics and everything so oh, of course get, it is i get that and you know, like the stuff with the birds didn't really make sense. Some of the effects were good and some of them weren't. Um, oh, the effects know. of them flying like in swarms and stuff was horrible. That, <laughs> that, was, that, was, just, that was that was just basically stock CGI that they were Yeah, doing. that was, I, I was thinking this exact same thing when I saw that. I was <laughs> like, wow, that's like one of the first things you learn when you're, <laughs> you know, how to do the fake bird patterns. Mm-hmm, exactly. And it was just like, oh, Really? Really, they had to go there. But yeah, that I think was the weakest part for me. I enjoyed the effects. I liked the costumes. You know, when you, the kind of gas mask looking thing, I thought that was pretty darn awesome, uh, you know, with it. And I like, you know, that they had, you know, a spaceship. They had the doctor, you know, trying to be different places all at the same time. And literally almost as soon as, you know, they call for the doctor, she's there all the way on the other side of the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. And that, and she's there. So, so like with such precision that it, it does, that, that the whole thing about the end with, Oh, or can we use the TARDIS to rescue Jake? Like just 
falls flat because you're like, well, of course you can. Like, why is this suspenseful? Like, just go and save him. Like, yes. I, I was like, I was actually wondering, is that like an in joke? Because you know, like all the times the doctor could have saved somebody and didn't. It's like this this one time, right? Yeah, yeah Matthew right. Waterhouse is going really, really. You could have saved me. I know. Or just like Peter Davis is like, no, no. There's just no way we could have done that. No, we couldn't save Adric. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It doesn't work that way. No, no, no. Adric has to die. Sorry. <laughs> we we like Jake better. I mean, actually, I like the relationship between Jake and Adam. I yeah, thought that was I nice thought it was awesome. It seemed very real, actually. Yeah, I like that. That it, it wasn't a perfect relationship. No, nope. it was a loving relationship. Yeah, and it was. It was nice. And uh, and you know we have on the other hand we have Gabriella who seems cool and I don't know at the end of it I got this vibe that we're gonna see her again. Did you guys get that too? You could always come back and visit. Yeah, I think that's where Ryan's gonna end up. Maybe. Hmm, that would be weird. I didn't sense oh, that. Yeah. I almost thought the opposite. I'm like, maybe Gabrielle is going to be a new a companion after trade. Ryan yeah. yeah, like trade. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I would trade. You know, just pretty be, much. Just, <laughs> I, just be the the three dudes like <laughs> traveling rather than like you know the three amigos. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what their what was their show called. The two, I don't know, two traveling women or something. I don't know what it was. Oh, I don't remember. They're, uh, yeah, but. Um, you haven't heard of us? Come on. I, I like us going, Earth Station who? Come on. You haven't heard of us? <laughs> yeah. YouTube stars are like podcasting stars. They're like, you know, and so within certain circles, yeah, you're pretty famous. Although outside of that, no, nobody's heard nope, of us. No, no, no. Oh, a podcast. What is that? <laughs> to this day, we still get that. But yeah, it was... It was interesting. I like the characterizations. I love the effect when the Praxeus affected the the humans and everything. I thought that was awesome. You know, the crystallization, and then they turned to dust. Yeah, I thought, you know, I, I like a virus that turns people to dust. It's very efficient. Exactly. <laughs> it really helps on cleanup. Exactly. You know, God, think of all the graveyards that would be over with you know <laughs> just get a mini vac we're done right. All right. yeah even the clothes right mm-hmm. yeah that's just everything just poof <laughs> yeah that didn't make any sense uh no the it, clothing should have stayed and they never said how why did that submarine end up you know on the in that prax in the uh spaceship area yeah, they actually didn't explain anything about the submarine, really. Nope. No, just... no. Well, yeah, like I said, it's not, they're not the point. Um, uh, you know, I know that, uh, you know, the classic Doctor Who fans will, 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 actually even new Who fans will get a little like, you know, geek, geek out a little bit at the mention of the Autons, right? Oh, of course. Because you, know, you can't talk about plastics without talking about mentioning them, at least. You know? Yeah. I yeah, I that. kept waiting for her to make a reference. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. That's not their MO. It's like, come on. Right. And I loved it. Come on, brains, think. And Ryan looked at... Uh, <laughs> and he was, brains? And brains? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like brains? Like, yeah, there's multiple... What is she... Yeah, that's... Yeah, hmm. I don't know what mm. that means. Throw away. Of course. I hope. 
We only hope. Everything you know is a lie. <laughs> so you've actually got multiple brains. You don't not you don't only have two hearts, you have two of more. So I have to ask you though, because last week, you know, everybody was really counting on this episode to sort of be a second part to that. I mean, we had such a huge bomb dropped on us last week that this is like really insignificant. The pace is so fast that nobody has really any time to reflect on what just happened in the last episode. So, um, you know, there's nothing. This is this has nothing to do with anything. This might as well oh, yeah, take a place anytime, right? They did not answer anything. No. Nope. Not e- they didn't even follow nope. up on anything. Nope. Nope. Um, and, she didn't even and, look concerned about anything like that. I mean, we. I mean, I, I think a couple of people threw out, well, because Chibnall kind of co-wrote this, then it should have something, but no, no nothing at all. No. Um, is that a disappointment for you? Because I, I went in expecting that this was not going to have anything to do with it. And I was kind of annoyed by that, but I expected it. So I wasn't really disappointed. Yeah, well, I think it was the same way for me. I went in without without an expectation. I would have been surprised, actually, if they followed up on, on the episode before. Nah, I didn't think it would be touching on it. I would have liked a mention of it, but, you know, because Doctor Who, basically. So, you know, I think... I think, you know, we only have four more episodes left after this. And they have a lot of things to talk about unless they push it into the next season. So, you know, there's a lot of ground to cover. But I don't think, you know, every episode has to fully focus on it. I would have liked to seen something, but I didn't expect it at all. I don't expect to see anything until the the last two episodes that, mm-hmm. that Chibnall, like, it's, I, I would assume... That's a two-parter. Um, but yeah, I would imagine that we're going to get two more episodes that are just going to have nothing to do with anything, at least as far as that goes. Well, I they'll, know just that... be, they'll pretty much be standalone, and then we'll have a, you know... Two, we'll have two a, part. some sort of wrap-up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I know they're going to have... Up, maybe not wrap-up. I know they're going to have a uh, Mary Shelley episode coming up. Ooh, that could be cool. I think yeah, that's I'm number, I think that's number that eight. Because next week's definitely is not Mary Shelley. <laughs> so it should be interesting to see where it goes, though. And, you know, there was a lot of neat things in this episode. There was a lot of hectic pace. And that's what I like about Doctor Who. And Jody handles it really well. And it, it kind, of, kind of reminded me a little bit of Matt Smith also. Let me ask you about that. I think this is a good point to, you know, uh, to, to end the season, really, and in her run to draw this out. I'm kind of beginning to see online the, like, sort of, not a backlash against her, but um, even people who enjoyed her first season are now kind of saying, uh, I see more and more, like, as almost as if, okay, the writing is just as bad but Jody's not enough to save it. Like, like, you know, the, the, the doctors before her, uh, the, the actors before her had such a huge presence and were so entertaining that you could sort of get through even badly written ones because they were just so engaging. Uh, I'm starting to see, it looks like people are thinking that Jody is not that. 
well, I don't feel that way at all. Okay. I think she's she's definitely saved some of the the bad episodes for me. I definitely think, um, and I don't believe that. I just be beginning to see that, and it surprised me because uh, it, it came from a few people that I was surprised. Some of the comments came from some people that I was surprised that 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 was the case. Um, and, no, and not, I, at, not at all. I think Jody is not the problem at all with the show. Yeah, I don't. Well, and I'm. Yeah, I, that's not. Um, I like I said, I don't think so either. But certainly, she hasn't had. You know, she she has had a rough time of it. I think, and and uh, more so than I mean, her companions really have as well. But you know, the 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 showrunners, the producers, the writers have not done her many favors throughout this season and a half that she's had. No, I totally agree with that. I mean, there's been a lot of bad writing and, and bad production, too. And and that hasn't helped, you know, you can only do so much. But I, I always feel like Jodi's just brings this great spirit. I mean, I think she has a lot of presence. She's I've always riveted when she's on the screen. I have not doubted that she's the doctor once at all. And, you know, some people you know, said, oh, she's not a doctor. And, you know, and it's, it's, just, it's people are, I don't want to say over criticizing or such, but, you know, I don't know what she can do more. You know, I think Chibnall, maybe it is time for him to go because he's given us one or two gems but otherwise the rest has been stinky garbage. <laughs> I I think that uh I think that she certainly had her moments, but I will say the 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 first season I was really critical because I thought that they were putting her in unfortunate situations because she didn't know anything. Like it seemed like there were too many episodes where she was experiencing things for the first time or she didn't know what was going on and that that whole aura of the doctor being the smartest person in the room, I didn't feel that a lot of times the first season, and I thought that was a mistake. I don't feel that this year. I do think that that's one thing that they seem to have corrected. As much as there's a lot of new stuff being thrown at her, she seems more than capable, her character seems more than capable of handling it. So I do appreciate that shift in in tone that they've done. Yeah, I agree with you. She was definitely more tentative the first year, and I think that was more the way she was written than Jody. Yeah, yeah, also, no, I think so too. They kept, you know, Graham kept, you know, taking the momentum <laughs> away. Frankly, no, but, that's true. Uh, but yeah, I, I haven't felt that way this year. No, not at all. In fact, as as bad as the episode that shall not be named was, uh, I still enjoyed watching Jody in it. Oh, of course. Well, that that scene at the end where she does the the, the sort of monologue or whatever the the whole sums up the whole message thing, I thought was one of the best quotes of her run. Like that yeah, she, was she was great, and she 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 handled it as much as as cool as anybody. I mean, do you get a sense? And and Mike, uh, you know, sorry. Um, do you get a sense from that you like the first season? It's always kind of rough for the actor until they really get their groove. Do you feel like she's got her groove as the doctor? Oh, very much so. I think she is completely comfortable with the character. 
And I felt really felt it sink in with her last year at the New Year's special with the Dalek story. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, I had no doubt that she was the doctor. And I think her mindset was she's the doctor. Before that, I felt, you know, there were periods and peaks and such that, you know, she came out of it a little bit. But I think clearly this season, I feel like she has it under her belt and it's under control. I just wish the stories were better. I do. And, you know, were, you know, something. But this, these last, now we're going on three solid episodes. And, you know, I'm very happy to see where it's going. And, you know, especially we were all saying we were worried that we were about to get another kablam. And we, <laughs> Alan would have been happy. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how Alan felt about this one. So I don't know if he felt it lived up to Kerblam. Um, God knows, goodness knows. <laughs> That's, I just had a hard time saying that sentence. Um, but um, yeah, and I think, look, I think they've done some, and I think, you know, uh, Jody's done a lot to to help with this, I hope. Um, but, you know, I mean, the doctors always have this sort of iconic, uh, stuff that kind of, uh, you know, that makes them stand out, like whether it's, um, whether it's uh, David Tennant and the 3D glasses or, you know, uh, Matt and the, um, and his bow tie and his fez. Um, and then Peter with his, his uh, sonic sunglasses and his guitar. Um, I think, you know, with Jody, I think, and I think Mary, you mentioned it, uh, I think last time, but um, you know the the goggles and the fact that she's willing to get her like she's more mechanical uh, as a doctor than I think any of the ones that we've seen certainly in New Who. Yeah, she's got that real steampunk vibe, which is funny because her her console looks less steampunk <laughs> than some <laughs> of the other ones. But wow. but but she is yeah. She, I I kind of you know I kind of think of her as as the mechanic, you know, in a, in a really good way. Oh, very much so. And I thought it was pretty darn awesome. And this is a compliment about the interior of the TARDIS, folks. Hold on to your hats. You know, basically, when the doctor was getting the message, you know, the call from Yaz, um, the message was showing up instead of on a video screen in the steam. I thought that was pretty awesome, actually. I don't even think I caught that. Yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. It was pretty neat to see. That was a, like a projection up through the steam coming out of the TARDIS console. Mm-hmm. So my one compliment about the interior of the TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another thing that hasn't helped her either. I uh, I don't yeah. care for the interior of her TARDIS. And you know what? I'm gonna, I don't even really care for the look at, of her uh, Sonic. Oh, I don't mind that. Yeah, I don't mind that. I mean, I haven't seen one actually like hold it in my hand to see how it feels, but I don't know. It just uh, when I first saw it, I was like, mm, okay, like it didn't really thrill me, you know. Mm-hmm. Just because it doesn't, you know, extend out or the claw pop out like the well, other. Well, the claw is kind of silly, but <laughs> and she it doesn't break, go around and constantly and it saying it won't work on wood. Mm-hmm. What well, you know? What, what... <laughs> You know, you got to, you basically have to look at it and go, hmm, do I need a, a set of shelves I need to build or do I go save the universe? You know, basically. So it's kind of cool. So did you think 
how they saved the planet at the end by, you know, sending the alien spaceship up there and, you know, to put it out into the atmosphere, into the jet streams, as she put it, to save everybody. Was that... It was, it was ridiculous. I mean, the plot oh, was, was ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. The plot was ridiculous. It, yeah. It's just like, like, oh, we got whales. And it's like, like I said, with Star Trek four, like, you know, it's just like, oh, you get the whales back and then they chant and then it's like, everything saved. And, you know, yay. Yeah, but, it, was, uh, it was very hand wavy. But, now, but I didn't care. <laughs> did, uh, you know, I know they disintegrated or that, you know, they got rid of the virus. But I mean, the microplastics are still in all of us, right? Is that I'm not mistaken that uh, they didn't? She didn't like wipe out like you know the microplastics no, that are that we've been saturated with, right? No, she didn't fix that. So, and that, that that's like kind of one of those things too, where if you don't know it, and I don't even know if I don't think I knew it to the extent, but I, you know, the fact that you know the, the 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 stats that they kind of that she brings up about microplastics and how they're in everybody and all that kind of stuff is 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 one of those things that's like if you don't know it you're probably like ah oh, that can't be true mm-hmm. and then you google and you're like oh you're like oh damn exactly we're full of plastic <laughs> and just- and and if they had come up with a villain that was really creepy and scary about it we might be terrified of that. Like, you know, like, like, like blink or something, like, you know? Um, but you know, they, I don't think, and that's the other thing. I don't think the, the Chibnall and company have done a really great job at giving us uh, great monsters. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, Suki, the lab tech was not <laughs> particularly horrifying. <laughs> Suki the lab tech. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like Suki, not the most, you know, scary person in the world. But, you know, it doesn't have to be scary all the time. And Chibnall doesn't do scary very well unless you have teeth in your face. But, you know. That was just weird. I don't even think that was scary. It was just uncomfortable it was just, yeah, bizarre <laughs> it's just like weird yeah it, well i mean i think when you, they showed the the trailer for the season i think we all saw cybermen right so we knew that the cybermen were going to come into play at some point this season are they in the mary shelley episode because that would be cool like that, that would, would be make, awesome make sense yeah. yeah that would that would make yeah, so probably it won't happen no just kidding. no of course not <laughs> It's not. It's Chibnall. It, it, the perfect way to do this. And, the only thing know. that would be more perfect is if it like was Morbius. <laughs> true. True. Well, that was basically the retelling of the Frankenstein story, anyway. I know, right? Mm-hmm. So, I definitely think you know we had a possibility with Doctor Who, you know, bringing some brilliance to it and. I think it missed the goal line by like that much, you know, you know, most of the season overall, you know, there's been some good ones. Like we keep on saying, but we just keep on going in circles and going, what about this? What about this? Could it be this? You know, I'm enjoying the ride. I'm having a good time watching Dr. Who it's I'm enjoying this season much more than I enjoyed last season. And for me, I am now after the last three episodes. Yeah, see, I did. First three, I was pretty iffy on. I didn't mind the first two. 
I, I think I was pretty much the one who didn't mind it as much as you two. But, you know, there was one only one episode for me so far this season that, you know, made me want to welch and, you know, throw up and, you know, toss my cookies. Wow. Yeah. So, so you know, and I feel bad that we had to have Kirby on for that one. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> he'll take talk one to... for the team. Oh, did he ever? Did he ever? So, any final thoughts before we finish up with this one? Okay. Let's go ahead. Rate one out of five Tardises. One being the worst, five being the best. Mikey, you got to go first. I'll give this a solid three. Um, it doesn't really, you know, it's not, if you compare it to like, you know, all of Doctor Who, it's not even, it's just a standard episode, really. Um, it's not bad. Uh, it's not great. Um, but there's some good moments in here. And, uh, like I said, I have to give them credit for the use of the companions. I think, you know, I'd have to, you know, go back and really uh, look at the first season or whatever, but certainly this season, I think it's the best use of the three companions that we've had to date. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. Mary. I'm going to give it a four. I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I liked the, the Adam and Jake relationship at the center of it. I thought that was a really nice touch. I liked that they actually saved Jake for a change instead of just sitting there and watching him get blown up like often happens. Mm-hmm. Say hi to Adric for us. You're right, bye. <laughs> you know, and I, I'm kind of surprised actually seeing what Chibnall did with, with Broad Church I and mean, even in some ways with Torchwood that he hasn't developed seasons that have more of an overall arc in them that he just kind of, he brings something up and then it goes away, you know, for five episodes and then it comes back. It's, it's very choppy and that I find that frustrating, but for this individual episode, I did enjoy it quite a bit. So I think I'm going to get the four. Okay. Mary stole my thunder right there. Awesome. (laughs) So this is good. This is good. Because that way I could just say, I'm giving it a four, what Mary said. <laughs> so I enjoyed this one. I I enjoyed, I like the characters. The characters really made it for me. And, you know, I thought the whole thing, you know, with the water filtration systems and, you know, the doctor slowly figuring out what was going on. Because in truthfully, for the first quarter to a half of the show i didn't even realize or really know where is the story going what is the plot of this you know you didn't really know because it was just frantic scene after scene after scene we're going to go rescue the astronaut we're going to save the hikers we're going to see what's going on on the beach in madagascar you know boom 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 and you didn't really know and it just you know and then it all tied to everything together in a big bow and that was pretty awesome. So I, you know, I did enjoy it. And I definitely think this was, you know, a continuation for me of, you know, the threesome. It's the t- in a row. Can we go for four in a row that I actually like? Let's only hope. But we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Please write us at earthstationwho at esonetwork.com. We definitely would love to hear from you guys. Let's thank my co-hosts, of course. Mary, thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we're getting some 
some, at least in my view, some good episodes, finally. Let's keep it up. Agreed, agreed. And before I forget, of course, let's thank Mr. Mike Gordon. As always, it's my pleasure. Thank you, everyone. Of course, it's great always doing a podcast here with Mike and Mary. And we always want to hear from you guys at home. So please, if you get a chance, write us at earthstationwho at theesonetwork.com. And if you get a chance, of course, you know, touch base with us on our Facebook group or we have a Twitter, you know, we're trying to be all over social media. But, you know, like we always like to say, we can't do this without you guys. And before we also get out of here, big shout out to our patrons for the ESO Network. They make the wheels go around. And as a reward, you guys get this 48 hours before everyone else does. So with that being said, we will be back again next week when we are going to be looking at the episode, Can You Hear Me? And with that being said, my name is Mike Faber. On behalf of myself, Mary, and Mr. Mike, we thank you for listening, and we will see you here next time on the Earth Station Who podcast. Peace. And we are done. Boom. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. enjoy pop culture? Of course you do. You're already listening to pop culture podcasts here on the ESO Network. The Rusted Robot Podcast discusses movies, trailers, TV shows, space and robot news, and so much more. Won't you please join us for a pop culture overload wherever you listen to podcasts. The Rustedrobot.podbean.com, a proud partner of the Soul Forge Podcast here on the ESO Network. The Rusted Robot Podcast. Think about it. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.